for perfect for editing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, tight. So I'm here with Az. Thank you for coming. And we'll just jump right into it. Tell me who you are. What do you do? What do you want to do? Or, you know, give us your background story. All right. Yeah. Well, my name is Az8K. Um, my friends call me Az. Uh, like jazz, but without the J. So just Az. I like hip hop. I like... Uh, I like the world, man. I like society. I believe in people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see the world become a better place for everyone, um, specifically the middle and working class. That's my ultimate goal for the world. I like hip-hop as a nice, as a nice tool, mm. like a lot of artistic tools. We're in this artistic room right now with a lot of different art surrounding me. John, I know you are very you know, skilled with your art and how you use your art to you know, either cope with things or... you know convey certain emotions and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's kind of how I view hip hop. I, I think hip hop's very, very divine. Yeah. Um it's very powerful. It could also be used for hogwash. I have songs that I've recorded that I have written and literally I'm like, man, I don't know if I even like this song. It feels like that every time. Yeah, I don't know if I even like this this party lit toxic BS that I'm writing for this mm-hmm. for this set, you know, for this certain performance. Right. But those things do get people moving and those things do get people listening to them when they're driving in the Uber to their club or things like that. So my point is that was a really random ramble, but I like hip hop. That's my thing. That's what I want to, I want to make hip hop. I want to keep rapping. I like lyricism. Mm-hmm. I like poetry. Right. I like writing, man. I write a lot, even for speeches from school. I'm a communications and media communications program. I do a lot of uh, public speeches and things like that. I'm a fan of writing. I'm a fan of conveying emotions and messages. Big communicator. Very yeah. big communicator. I've known As for I don't know how many years now, but we kind of he kind of came onto my radar because we look alike and we <laughs> would be always be going to festivals at separate times and people would come up to me be like, "Yo, As." And for you the same thing, people come up to you like John. And then we ended up I think the first couple times I met you, we actually were at the Northerly Island venue and we were all like sitting by that little beach outside of the show. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that was the first time I ever met you, met you. Oh, Revolution? Probably Revolution. Yeah, it yeah. was so long ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, was, I worked at Mariano's a few years ago. Really? I, I have a distinct memory of me uh, getting, at Mariano's, you can get steak cooked and grilled there, and you can eat it there. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out Ty Santor, he used to always grill hey. my steaks. But <laughs> I remember going to the register and getting rung up, and the cashier lady literally looked at me and goes, do you know John McCormick? Wow. And I said... Uh, I know yeah. of him. I wonder who it was. Yeah, I don't, and, and she said, you look just like him. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Damn. Yeah, it threw me off guard. You know, That's I was wild. Like, you know, but hey, man, we've been friends you know, for the past couple of years. It's been nice to know you. Yeah, it's cool to watch our own like journeys unfold and grow and everything. And you're here today because you're an MC with your project. That's what you put out into the world. You put out music, you put out hip-hop, and you don't, you don't like... You make sure there's quality hip hop. I was going through your Spotify and all your releases, all your singles sounded good. It was all like there's choruses, there's bars, there's introspective stuff. There's oh, yeah. that partying stuff. I think there is that duality when I was listening to your music where you're like, I want world peace, but then like I'm myself and putting a tab of acid on my tongue. So this is what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. There is duality. I think yeah. I think life is all about duality, man. No one's ever no one can ever be too much of one thing. Yeah, and no one can ever fly too close to the sun, and uh, you know I think for uh, it's the yin and the yang. You know I think it's good to have multiple elements in all forms of art. Right. Um, but yeah, I love hip hop. It's something that will always be with me. Mm-hmm. It's not about the Spotify streams. It's not about you know. It's not about anything other than just what it is and yeah. what a, what a kid <laughs> and what it is is uh, See it's an art form, man. It's it's lyricism. It's rap. It's a very, very, very powerful form of art if you use it that way. Yeah. Um, studying guys like Tupac Shakur, KRS-One, Ab Soul, man, even, you know, there's a guy named Russ. I didn't know much about him. I wasn't really a fan of his music when I first heard him. Still can't say I'm a big fan of him as an individual. I don't know mm-hmm. much about him. But, you know, he dropped this recent rap album where he's got, you know, a guy named King Crooked on there. Crooked's from Detroit. He's part of the Slaughterhouse I'm old Eminem movement mm-hmm. group. And, you know, Russ is someone I judged based on previous songs. Heard his more recent music. I'm like, man, this guy is hip-hop. Like, yeah. this guy is unadulterated hip-hop. Oh, yeah. 
Gotta respect it. Um, I believe hip hop and society go hand in hand in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm not, I don't only just listen to, you know, pure, like, conscious hip hop, you know. I do love that, but I'm also, you know, Kodak Black's my favorite rapper in the world right now. Okay. Um, so He's free now, right? He's free. He's for now. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's also a guy that's got some duality to him. I like hip-hop that's real. I like introspection. I like when people get to show you a, a side of them. Show mm -hmm. you the real, uh, you know, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I have a song named Pain, and I have a song named Thrive. Thrive is a more of a recent release. It's on all platforms. I'm dropping a song called Breathe in two weeks. Uh, I have another song called Fast Life coming out. I got a lot of songs that are coming out soon. I was going to do all one EP project, but, man, I think in terms of marketing and in terms of just dropping my music, I'd rather have just a lot of singles, you yeah. know? Keep people's attention going. They could not don't got to sit down and listen to a whole project. Yeah. They can listen to one song this week and a new song in two weeks. But um, I definitely have songs like Pain and Thrive where I do have a sense of vulnerability. I'm not untouchable i'm not just super cocky yeah i got bars and you know you know fuck yeah hip-hop and i'm partying mm -hmm. and i'm doing drugs and i'm you know with the hoes i have a sense of vulnerability there and i think that's important i've also evolved a bit as, of a, as a human being in the past few years and i think that's really important too you know i've done a lot of things i'm not proud i've done um and that's kind of why i've changed my rap name to as 8k yeah um 8K. Why, wh why the 8k yeah 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 that was a question that I got from someone. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. It's a good question. I know. I think I, I remember, too. Yeah, so originally it was 4K as 4K, and then I said, man, eight, I'd rather have 8-carat gold, and I'd rather have 8K vision. Mm. Um, and I, I like to think that my soul is becoming a little more golden than it once was. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still far from perfect, and I can still be a total prick when the moment presents itself. But, uh, you know, I think I'm becoming a slightly better human being than I once was. I think that I'm seeing things much more clearer now than I was seeing them a few years ago. Yeah. In terms of my own life, my own relationships, my own demons, and the world's problems, the world's yeah. relationships, the world's demons, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the reason for the name change. The AK, the 4K, it's more like a gold, classy version of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and then why as? Was that some, a nickname you just had growing up? Um, no, not even. Uh, well, my sister used to always call me, like, as man growing up super weird but that that wasn't that i forgot about that by the time i was 16. um i don't know we started going to edm shows mm -hmm. and uh i think there was a, a thing called charismatic okay yeah and uh, my buddy my good friend you know just said like yo he knew i rapped and i liked rapping i'd go to edm shows and start rapping in the crowd go to sts9 shows and yeah. start rapping in the crowd um i still do that to this day i'll go to an umphreeze mcgee show and rap to the instrumentals but my friend was just like asthmatic, and it kind of clicked. So that was my first yeah. original name. <laughs> but, <laughs> Probably you know. at the drop, right? Where they're yeah. like charismatic. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's funny because it's also like comical. Yeah, as is like a slang for ass. Okay. So it's like yeah, my music is ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. <laughs> but really, I'm as. You know, that's who I am. Nice, tight. Hell yeah, that actually like segues me perfectly into some of these questions that I got for you. A lot of them from Vire, a previous guest. Let me go cool. seek. I swear to God, seek. I will smack you. Got a nice kitty here, though, man. He's very animated, friendly. Very nice guy. My cat's got like I don't know. He's my cat's murdered like twenty things outside. Oh damn! So he's got a massive ego, and my cat literally <laughs> is like, you know, I'm not gonna give you that attention. You gotta come give me that attention in this corner up here. True. You know, my cat wouldn't come over here and just like, get in your face. Really? He's got that superiority complex. He's definitely done his uh. He's done his dirt, you know. Ooh. I was going to name my cat Kodak. I was going to change his name to Kodak because my cat's wild. Ah, Kodak he's, cat. He's done some dirt, <laughs> you know, but. Um, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You already answered what's the 8K for. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then who are some of the artists that influence your style? From my boy, Fedowski. I don't even know how to say that. Okay. What's, what's his name? Fedowski, his Instagram name. Okay, cool. Um, good question, Fedowski. Um. Artists that inspire me as an artist, um, wow, you know, I'm going to have to say Tupac Shakur, number one, first and foremost, uh, System of a Down, mm. Kanye West, Ma Mac Miller, God rest his soul, um, and uh, honestly, Chance the Rapper inspires me as a human being. Nice. Also, his raps are pretty fire, but, you know, in terms of just 
the basis of life. I like what Chance is doing as a human yeah. being. He's a good family family guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's done his his dirt too. He's done his drugs. He's partied, man. But you know, life is bigger than that. And in terms of uh, inspire me as an artist, I'll also have to say Sami Zayn. He's a pro wrestler named Sami Zayn. He's a okay. WWE wrestler. Um, he's a terrific pro wrestler. Does what he does perfectly. You know, pro wrestling is a fake sport. You know, it's work. Yeah. Um, and in that fake sport, you have to have elements of it's kind of like hip hop. You got to have elements of appealing to the mainstream, but also being real. Yeah. You have to have elements of being animated and being charismatic, being catchy, and being real. Charismatic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good, man. There you go. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it in there. <laughs> right. Sami Zayn is definitely Sami Zayn is definitely one of those guys that inspires me uh, as an artist and as a human being. But my top three, I always say in terms of. Uh, if I had to put that question into a magnifying glass of just hip-hop, I would say Tupac, Kanye, Mac Miller. And if we're getting a little more widespread, I would say System of a Down, System of a Down, <coughs> Chance the Rapper, Sami Zayn, pro wrestler Sami Zayn. Okay. Some of my biggest life's influences. Nice. That's your circle of influence when it comes yes, to sir. There's that. more historical figures that are huge um, yeah. to me. Uh, Fred Hampton, I think, is the most important American yeah. of all time. He's a really important figure. Um, and I think I'd like to consider myself now someone that's studying him damn near every day in my life, reading up on things he said, speeches he gave, the Rainbow Coalition, et cetera. Mm. Fred Hampton is a very inspirational dude to me. Wow. I stand with that all day. Hell yeah, that's what's up. He's one I want to get into, but I just, I mean, not just. A while ago, I finished the Malcolm X autobi- autobiography, oh. but I want to read the be- Blackhawk, Chief Blackhawk autobiography. And then next would be Fred Hampton. That's good, man. Yeah, you know a lot about, uh, I want to get more well-versed on indigenous history. Mm-hmm. You know, I took an anthropology class this semester, and I, we did some research. I did some research on native tribes in Vancouver, Columbia, nice. or Vancouver, British Columbia, and some parts of America. And that stuff's intriguing, man. They had really advanced societies. It's insane. They had advanced societies, man. It was And so beautiful. in tune with nature and, like, oh, cycles yeah. of the season and how that relates to your own harvest and, yeah. like, intentions, plus just the whole passing down of lineages and rites of passages i'm only on the surface i feel like but that's mm-hmm. that's something else i want to get an indigenous guy on here who's an artist in chicago oh that'd um, be good yeah that'd be great i have i have follow-up questions that kind of relate to your wwe fandom i don't know which one to ask first uh as a wrestling fan whose ring instru- intro is the best you've witnessed live and that's from sadowski again oh wow um <laughs> so Nostalgia purposes, I remember being a really young kid at Allstate Arena. Shut up, my pops. Took me to Allstate Arena when I was super young. I would say I was 10 years old, maybe 2006, 2007. I think it was 2007. Uh, Jeff Hardy came out, and I loved Jeff Hardy. I was a total Jeff Hardy fan. It was really cool. I'll remember that forever. But another one, 2011, CM Punk uh, entered in Chicago. It was a a crazy storyline. If this guy who asked this question, if he's a wrestling fan, then he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that was electrifying, man. It, wow. you, goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about that. CM Punk. Yeah. And then uh, on, in 2018, I ate some mushrooms and went to WrestleMania in New Orleans at the Superdome. Damn. Shout out Drew Brees. Shout out the Saints. <laughs> and uh, He retired. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Um, but I saw The Undertaker. First time ever seeing Undertaker oh, live. Oh, And I saw him make his entrance. Uh, oh, I was – my shrooms were – no, they were still in effect. I wasn't, you know, off. I wasn't rocked. Yeah. But I was having a pretty good time, man. I was smiling, a lot of smiles. Yeah. And it was pretty cool, very electrifying. Damn. I was just looking at my friends and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. eyes and everything. It was pretty cool, man. I do want to go do a MMA uh, UFC show, and see Nate Diaz make an entrance. That'd be I wild. Want, I want to be part of that crowd. I'm a big Nate Diaz fan. Just walk around. Yeah, he's fucking. He's a total character. Slap. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred nine. Uh, yeah, man. No this doubt. works perfectly. If you could be in WWE, what would be your persona? Oh, my persona would be Sami Zayn's persona. Probably a crossbreed of Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. Uh, these guys are very just, you know. It's funny. Sami Zayn's a heel on TV. He's a bad guy. Okay. And he's a he's like a democratic socialist character. And he's always talking about corporate sovereignty and wow. the media and all this stuff. Interesting. It's phenomenal. Right now, Logan Paul is 
tweeting at him, and they're teasing Logan Paul being at WrestleMania, helping Sami Zayn win the match. Ah. It's, r- it's ridiculous. Uh, say what you want about Logan Paul. The guy's yeah, totally a prick, money. but he knows what he's doing in terms yeah. of marketing and being a draw. You know? Oh, definitely. Um, totally, totally a prick, though. But, hey, yeah. man, everyone makes mistakes in life. You they're know? professional trolls. Yeah, sure. exactly. But that's a great question. This guy's got good questions, man. That one was actually, that last one, the persona, was actually from Vision and the Rhythm. It was probably Pat. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know who that's else. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love, uh, that's a good question. I'm a big fan of that, the whole uh, humanitarian type gimmick. Yeah. But also doing it with the vengeance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty cool. Almost like Batman-ish. Exactly. Yeah, very um, appealing. I like that. I got, I'll do, I'll do the serious questions, then I got like two kind of like uh, funny questions. Sure, man, go ahead. Um, if you could have dinner with any three people, who would it be? Oh, wow. That was from your girl. I don't remember how to say her name in person, her person name, but her Instagram name is Azadi. Oh, hell yeah. Athena, Athena, that's the homie. Awesome. Uh, That's a great question. I'm going to have to say, wow. And you can meditate on it, too. We can always come back. Yeah, wow. That's that's a good question. Let's come back to that in a second. All right, we'll come back to that. I think I have two of them picked, but I got to reflect on that third one. What was the turning point that led you to start making music? Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> that was from Athena as well. I don't know if it was a turning point, to be honest. Uh, I was in seventh grade, and I was a really annoying shithead of a seventh grader. Mm. And uh, just wrote raps about scenarios, girls in my grade. Okay. Um, I'm not going to name her name, but you know who you are. She's <laughs> a homie of mine to this day. Uh, she's a good person. But I, we had beef in junior high, you know, little oh, kid shit beef. Yeah. And I wrote diss raps about her. I got <laughs> got attention for it. Oh, um, I'm writing it on Facebook, I think. <laughs> Damn. A whole Facebook post just dissing this girl. Bars. Profane. I apologize. She knows I apologize. This was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it was pretty fire, man. That rap was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a 12 year old kid, there was double entendres in there. There was metaphors. Yeah. I had a pretty good rhyme scheme going. Hell and yeah. I figured I would, I would keep it going. Uh, freshman year of high school, I made a black and yellow remix. This is right okay. when Wiz was popping up with black and yellow. Mm-hmm. This is back when Wiz still had the yellow Camaro. Okay. You know, we didn't really have that much uh, clout. But uh, Wiz dropped that song. I dropped a remix. The remix did great numbers, man. It was actually really good organic views on YouTube just because it was such a hot release at the time. Yeah. And it was a pretty fire remix, but, you know. I was a little embarrassed. My voice was really, really, really yeah. high-pitched at the time. Uh, so I totally d- deleted that video. Yeah. Kind of regret it a little bit, you know, but what can you do? Mm-hmm. But I would say that, no, not really any turning point. Um, music has always been something I loved. Rap has always been something I really, really loved. My father showed me Eminem cleaning out my closet when I was... Whoa. <laughs> I, was, I uh, say that every time I'm cleaning out my closet. Yeah, yeah. said, I'm sorry, Mom. Classic, man. <laughs> Seven years old, my, my dad showed me that song, and then one of my brother's friends... Um, Nigel showed me Tupac when I was, uh, I don't know, it was probably 2004, 2005. He showed me Ghetto Gospel first. That was the first Tupac song I ever heard, Ghetto Gospel. Amazing song. Um, Eminem produced it posthumously. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that oh word wow. right. Well, after, after someone passes away. Oh, uh, posthumously. Posthumously, yeah, posthumously. Yeah, yeah, I know the word. Posthumously. Eminem produced that song using the estate of Tupac and getting access to that. Okay. Verse versus cool. Eminem called Elton John and said, "Yo, let's you know, come to Detroit, or come to Dre Studio. We're gonna yeah. lay this down." That's what I Tupac's mean. lyrics, your hook, and it was totally produced by Eminem. Great song. That made me really understand the power of hip hop. Um, Tupac was 25 years old when he was killed, man. So crazy. Fred Hampton was 21 years old when he was murdered in his own bed. They were so ahead of their time. So yeah. like they were just men. They yeah. were just men, humans. Mm. Like they just. Tupac, yeah. I remember watching an interview he did where he was walking on the boardwalk of California, and he was just, like, talking about uplifting women, eating good food, like, oh yeah, energy, like, energy-based stuff. And I was like, he's saying this, like, back in the 90s, oh like, yeah. at such a young age. Yeah, man, he gets vilified for a lot of his lyrics about, you know, bitches and, you mm-hmm. know, um, things like that. Bro, that, that's rap lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's really important to separate bitches from women, from ladies. Right. Just like it's important to separate... From men to, you know, douchebags, pricks, you know, players, et cetera, uh, womanizers, things like that, you know, misogynists. Right. It's important to separate things, you know. Tupac was a lot of things, but I think Tupac was not a misogynist. I think Mm -hmm. he actually did care about women. Yeah. Um, I think he tried to empower women to the best of his ability. It felt like it, at least from what's out there. Yeah, man. You look at a lot of modern hip-hop, you don't really see that, you know. Mm -hmm. Mac was doing it. 
Mac was definitely doing it. Absol, Mac Miller, they were definitely doing yeah, it. Yeah, and that's like when you're a real hip-hop head, you understand it's about uplifting and bringing yeah. people up and not degrading them. Like exactly. You go to like all the underground hip-hop shows in Chicago and you talk to a real head, they... Like, if you say bitch in your song while you're performing, they're not going to get down with it. Like, a real OG is not going to be like... Exactly. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 no doubt, man. You, uh... That's I know my sister, that's my wife, that's my daughter, right. that's my aunt, whatever, you exactly. know? Exactly. I know you're a fan of Brother Ali. Oh, yeah. His hip-hop is very empowering. It's very yeah. bold. It's bold music. His mm-hmm. bars, his bars are just bold. You yeah. Know? What you see is what you get. No smoke and mirrors, no bullshit. I like that a lot. I, I feel like hip-hop would be... Man, I would want to rap so much more if hip-hop was... Not as big, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Hip hop has become the new rock and roll. Yeah. Um, and you know, I love the baby. Not trying to knock the baby at all. The baby's awesome, entertaining individual, good rapper. But like, when I see stuff like that, you know, get certain nods from certain OGs and other stuff get swept under the rug. Yeah. It makes me feel weird. How about a guy like Lupe Fiasco, man? This guy was like blackballed by the music industry. Yeah. Um, Lupe is an empowering artist, man, you know. Shut down. Don't let these lying images up in hip-hop here conquer you. That TV's not your father, fool. That video's not your mama. <coughs> mama. Try your best to be a man and your worst to be a monster. Fucking, fucking bars, dude. Yeah, he's insane. I remember, funny you brought up Brother Ali. <coughs> I went to a tri- Tavis Smiley and Cornell West talk at Northwestern Law School so yeah. long ago. You saw Cornell West? Yeah. And it was also, I went because Brother Ali tweeted. He's like, yo, I'm going to just be here in the crowd, and then I'm going to do, like, a 15-minute acapella set afterwards. So then we showed up, and then it was actually, like, we sat probably two rows behind Brother Ali, and then Lupe Fiasco came in and sat there with Brother Ali. And it was so cool, because the whole time, Tavis Smiley and Cornell Cornell West were dropping dimes and diamonds and knowledge and gems. You'd hear Brother Ali just be like, hmm. Mm. Like every time he would agree, he's like, uh. Pretty awesome. Same with like Lupe. You just see Lupe, like, yup, yup. It's pretty yeah. monumental. Yeah. Being a part of that would be pretty cool, man. Good for you. I, I'm it jealous. was so cool. Like, after, jealous. like, once they were done talking, Brother Ali went on stage and it, people weren't there for the concert. So nobody was like entertaining Brother Ali. And then we waited to meet him and the whole stands like were empty. And like, he talked to me and my two homies. Do you remember JoJo? Yeah, yeah, I was playing Call of Duty with him last week, really? and I mentioned you. Yeah, me and JoJo. <laughs> yeah, JoJo and I were there, and my other homie, Zach Braddock. But Brother Ali talked to us for about half an hour, just, like, looked us in the eye, like, listened to us, gave us feedback. I was really big into, like, rapping and everything back then, and he was just, like, giving me the time of day. Wow. And every time I've seen him and I had the chance of meeting him, I always bring it up. I'm like, thank you so much for sitting there and talking with me. And, like, Brother Ali is just, like, a real one. That's real, man. Shout made you feel like a human man. being, you know? Yeah. That's important. That's the thing, man. Like, So powerful. You know, that's a big thing in hip-hop is making you feel like a human being, man. Like, I remember I was at an Absol concert in Chicago, uh, 2014 or 13. And after the show, um, I'm a big Absol fan. I think this was an Absol show, I'm pretty sure. I really wanted to meet Ab. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a Chevy, uh, a Chevy pulled up to the Reggie's Rock Joint, South Loop, mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. A Chevy pulled up right in front, hops out the Chevy is uh, Fredo Santana, GBE uh, from Chief Keef Circle. Okay, rest in peace, Fredo. God rest his soul. But he hopped out this Chevy, man, and he gave my homies and I undivided attention. He gave really? everyone in that crowd undivided attention. Really, and this is a guy that's like, you know, he's a gangster rapper. Yeah. Bro. It's Fredo Santana. Yeah, um, but he made me feel like an actual human being. A lot of celebrities don't do that to people. A lot of famous people don't do that to people. And granted, they have a reason not to. A lot of the times they're harassed. Yeah. But Fredo didn't, you know, Fredo went out of his way to walk up to people and say, yo, what's what's good? That's awesome. You know, and this is, it just made me kind of rethink some things. Like, Mm -hmm. first of all, who does he know here? Second of all, this guy might have enemies. This guy very well might have enemies in Chicago. He probably did. Um, and he's just willing to hop out of a car, vulnerable as hell, talk to his fans. <coughs> his fans. It impressed me for sure. You know, yeah. those little things are huge. Yeah, you always remember it. Oh yeah, no doubt. That was that was nice of him to do that. You know, it's good stuff. I got some joke questions for you. Yeah, man, I'm all for the <laughs> jokes. I'm a big fan of the jokes. I haven't answered that question about the three. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to say, um, this is gonna sound so cliche. Three's a such a small amount. Mm-hmm. Duncan Trussell's got to be in there. Duncan Trussell's number one all day. Nice. I want to say Rogan because he's got amazing elk and jalapenos <laughs> and really good dinner. He'd bring the food. He'd bring great dinner. Traeger grills on deck. But, you know, seems like too cliche of an answer. 
Gonna probably say Alicia Keys number two. Whoa. Duncan Trussell, Alicia Keys, and Sami Zayn for the WWE. Wow, what a table. That's dude. my dinner right there. That's Damn. my dinner table. Catered by Joe Rogan. Yeah, oh, catered okay. by exactly catered by Joe Rogan. Damn. Alicia Keys, I watched her at Tiny Desk a couple months ago. And like it opened me up to her because the pop music world for me, I'm not into, but she's like R and B and soul. And then I listened to her old stuff. And then I listened to like a really long interview she did. She just real raw. Like she oh. like, obviously she like kind of grew up in the spotlight after oh, yeah. she got discovered at like what? 16. She was young, but uh, you could tell she's still like thinking about the little people and like trying to connect with people's regular lives. Dude. And, like, not yeah. just thinking about whatever. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. She's super, super relatable. Alicia yeah. Keys, mm-hmm. um, she is someone that, you know, I love Rihanna with a passion, actually. Big fan of Rihanna. <laughs> I love Beyonce, too. I always yeah. respect the queen. But I think Alicia Keys is a better artist than both of them combined. Boom. Um, you I heard it here first. <laughs> I think she's a better musician. It's yeah. kind of like Prince and Michael Jackson type oh, thing. Yeah. Love MJ, king of pop. My mom raised me on Michael Jackson. Yeah. I'll always love Michael Jackson. I don't give a fuck about no allegations. Um, Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. Um, however, Prince was the better artist, mm-hmm. um, for sure. You know. But then Prince was kind of weird because he couldn't have people look him in the eye. Prince was a weird, yeah. Prince is yeah. weird as fuck, no yeah. doubt. He was also like a super, you know. He was probably womanizing, you know, mm-hmm. misogynist. Maybe it's very possible. We don't know the ins and outs. Yeah. But as an artist, you know, Alicia Keys is my girl. Prince is my guy. Um, Alicia Keys is such a tremendous female powerful artist mm-hmm. and the, the, you know her hooks are one thing but then even her individual songs mm. of her just singing ballads or her singing actual very very powerful words that you feel oh yeah i'm not even a woman man and her songs about feminism make me feel a certain way yeah and you know that's power you know if you can appeal to someone that's not even your own demographic more power to you oh yeah i love alicia keys so my final answer is duncan trussell alicia keys sammy Zayn. that's my dream Dinner table. Damn, though that's a good answer right there. I'm gonna restart this game. Um, okay, I don't even want to ask you the joke ones because it's, it's just like there's no substance. I'll ask you the joke questions because I referenced it. Why are you so obsessed with Camilla Harris? And that's from <laughs> <laughs> that's from Bart. <laughs> that was Fire Beats. You asked that, that question. Beats. Go yep. fuck yourself, Fire. <laughs> he has a follow-up question. How did the Joe Biden tattoo heal up? <laughs> Once again, <laughs> go F yourself, Vire. I'm right. not answering those questions. <laughs> no Joe Biden tattoo on me. No Kamala love from me. But I'm not a Trumper, so no one, I, don't want no, I don't want no insinuations. Oh, yes. I'm an Azer. Azer. Yeah. All right, so now this is like a new part of wisdom and nonsense that I've been implementing in the last podcast with Spades. And now I'm doing it in this podcast, and I'm super stoked just because it's fun. First section is would you rathers. You can either answer one question or you can give long-winded answers if you want to explain yourself. Awesome. Would you rather collaborate with Royce to 5'9 or Ab Soul? Fuck. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a question. Mm-hmm. Can't be both in one fucking session? Nope. Damn. Killing me, man. Um, I guess I said Royce to 5'9, man. That's a, it's actually, um, I, I love Ab, Ab is my guy, but I, I do think Royce is one of the greatest rappers of all fucking time. Damn, um, okay. I think Royce is a better rapper than Eminem, I think Royce is a better rapper than Nas, I think Royce is a better rapper than Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. Kanye, all that. Kanye's a better artist overall, yeah. but yeah, Royce is, Royce is powerful, man. Okay. And it's also, man, that man, Royce was a, Royce, Royce ghost wrote for Dr. Dre, man, he fucking wrote the chronic 01. Oh, hell wow. yeah, I'm gonna, oh, hell yeah, I'm gonna rap with Royce all day. Damn, okay. He's a, he's a legend. Detroit, stand up, all day. <laughs> Midwest. All right. Would you rather take 30 seconds in the octagon with Jorge Masdaval or Khabib? Oh, shit. Jorge, man. I'd rather get knocked the fuck out than get my fucking head cranked in and turn in different ways oh. and lose, you know, circulation. My yeah. face turns purple. I'd rather just get flying knee to the face, knock yeah. the fuck out, lose some brain cells, wake up, and then wake up, smoke some weed, you maybe do a hyperbaric chamber or something. Mm. I'll be all right. Khabib's going to fucking toy with me. Just sit yeah. on me for three rounds and then True. turn my head in, you know. <laughs> I think I would rather go Khabib. Oh, damn. Because Jorge, I feel like he's just a dog. He'll knock you out. Yeah. You, you'd rather get knocked out than cho- uh, you'd rather get choked out than knocked out? I would think so. Because right. knocked out's almost like, Getting choked almost out's- concussed. 
No doubt, but getting choked out is pretty bad too, man. You lose yeah. a lot of brain cells getting choked out. Really? Going unconscious? Fuck yeah. I believe that. Actually. But either way, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> either way, it's either awful. way, it would fucking suck. The real answer, I guess, would be um, CM Punk. Put me in the ass <laughs> with CM Punk. Okay. You guys can cure, uh, choreograph something dope. Would you rather perform at Scamp or Rolling Loud? Scamp. What the fuck? There, yeah. I, I thought I thought that, yeah. but you know, Rolling Loud, big yeah. hip hop. Rolling Loud's cool, but like. Yeah. I don't Scam. know. Rolling Loud was like the place you go when the, F- the hip-hop police is waiting for you to search your fucking bus and then give you six months in prison I for see. a gun charge. Right, fuck right, right. entrapment-ass festival. Fuck you, Rolling Loud. <laughs> you fucking work, yeah, with, fuck you work with the feds, bro. It's not cool. Take care of your talent. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Rolling Loud. Maybe I will go one day. I won't bring any drugs on me. I mean, Scamp's, not, Scamp's got some issues too, but man, Scamp is like a... It's so interconnected. It's so homegrown. It feels yeah. so... N- Real, yeah. Rolling Loud feels like smoke and mirrors. Definitely, it feels like is this hip hop or are these guys are these guys rapping or are these guys literally is okay. their DJ just playing the the background of the beat or playing the background the whole fucking song? Are they overlaying or just punching in certain words yeah. and dancing around and pointing the mic to the crowd to yeah. finish the rest of their their verse or their hook? Yeah, that's what that's the vibe I get from Rolling Loud. Um, I've seen some good rap sets at Summer Camp, man. Same. Lil Dicky was pretty fire. That dude could rap. I've seen Run the Jewels, Killer Mike. That's a brother all day. DSA stand up. Um, but, you know, I've seen some real rap artists at, yeah. at Scamp, and I've seen them actually rap. Yeah. This year they got Juicy J. Wow. <laughs> you got 3 6 Mafia at Summer Camp this year. That's insane. Um, would you rather be accidentally dosed with pure M- D- DMT or pure ketamine? Oh, pure DMT all day. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, enough said. I'll <laughs> leave it there. Pure okay. DMT all day. Now, if it's 5-MeO DMT, I don't know about that. I might have to backtrack a little bit and go to the other thing. What's the difference? 5-MeO is that, uh, where's your, f- oh, it's in my room, that, that painting you gave me, the, the, oh, okay. the toad and the shrooms. Mm-hmm. That, the, the reason why I bought that off of you. Oh, because this the toad. The toad is 5 M. There's a certain toad venom, or it's not toad venom, it's toad excrement that produces 5-MeO DMT. Okay, okay. Pretty sure it's what? Joe Rogan, Kanye, Mike Tyson, Henry Cejudo have smoked. Pretty sure it's got what Mike Tyson back in the octagon or back in the ring. Yeah. Um, but 5-MEO is pretty wild. It's an unadulterated outer body experience. Ooh, that'd be scary. Completely mental, nothing visual at all. Oh, that'd be very scary. So I think I'd rather just stay with the regular stuff if someone's going to microdose me or uh, if someone's going to, you know, yeah. dose me. Yeah. Pure of anything. Um, would you good rather question, though, man. Great question. Pretty good one. Would you rather be the villain or a hero in a Marvel movie? Fuck. I'd rather be like Deadpool, the anti-hero. Oh, anti-hero. I want to be... Because heroes can't kill people for no reason. Mm-hmm. But that shit's like... I mean, I'm not advocating for that in real life. We're talking yeah. about a movie here. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Fuck that boulder shooter. I hope he gets the fucking tortured publicly. Yeah, yeah. But um, the... Uh, you know, the anti-hero in Marvel movies, it's like the anti-hero in pro wrestling. It's mm-hmm. like CM Punk, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, that's who I want to be if I'm okay. doing any type of character. I don't want to be no, like, good guy, super good guy that's don't do no harm. And, yeah. you know, if someone screws me over, I'm just going to, you know, save the day and walk away like a bigger man. Fuck that. Right. You know, if I, if someone does me the wrong way in a Marvel movie, I'm going to go b- back there and I'm going to make them pay for it. There you go. You know, so I'd like to be the anti-hero. I like that answer, anti-hero. Hell yeah. Would you rather crowd surf or mosh pit? I'd rather mosh pit. I get my ass whooped. I'm small. I'm a pretty small dude, but I'd rather uh, mosh pit all day. Okay, that's more like communal and fun. Hell yeah. I just like physicality, man. I'm a big fan of combat sports. I like, you know, I got into football recently this year. I watched football as a kid, but I haven't really watched it the past decade. Past few years, I've been watching it a lot. You know, it's a hell of a sport, man. Mm -hmm. Football players deal with a lot of shit. A lot of people say, like, oh, yeah, these guys get overpaid just to throw the ball. Bro, it ain't just throwing the fucking ball. These guys are... It's a physical sport, man. Yeah, <laughs> day in, day out, learning playbooks, watching tape, like oh, yeah. working out. It's physical, man. Straight physicality. Yeah, yeah. No taking doubt. directions, mm-hmm. like knowing timing and everything. It's insane. Oh yeah. This is my second half of questions. They're not would you rather's, but they're kind of like I start the sentence and you finish. All right, man. Keep them coming. First thing I do in the morning is I pray. Ooh. I pray in the morning and at night. Meditate, mm. pray, same difference. Mm. You know, uh, I don't believe in a monotheistic God. I do believe in God. But yeah, I pray. Okay. Um, and then I clean. Hygiene. You know, hygiene is holy. So I pray and then hygiene. And then I walk Ooh. my fucking dog. 
before I can do anything else. And it kind of it kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I would much rather get to the kitchen and start whipping up something dank. Yeah. But the dog comes first, man. You got to do it. If you bring the dog in your life, you got to take care of it. Yep. Yep. Amen. At a camping festival, you can find me. Oh, damn. <coughs> Not sleeping. Um, <laughs> wandering around till 5 a.m. Meeting random people. Going, that. <laughs> going to random campsites and meeting random people and consuming random things <laughs> and talking about random shit. And then going to an Umphreys McGee show or some type of rock show and just yeah. fucking rocking out. But most of the time, I'm just frolicking around, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I like meeting people. I believe in people, man. I grew up always thinking, like, you know, fuck people, you know, don't trust anyone, do you, mm-hmm. individualism, so sick. But nah, man, as I get older, human beings have a lot of potential. We mm-hmm. could create a, a utopia if we get a little more collective. If we, I'm not saying we got to go straight communist. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm straight. We can be a little collective. You know? mm-hmm. We can still mm-hmm. be capitalist. We can still have the free market. We can be a little more collective. I like meeting people. I like hearing ideas. I like seeing what people are going through. I don't fucking judge people, man. I don't yeah. care what you've been through. I don't care what drugs you've done or not done. I don't care if you're sober, straight-eyed Sally, or if you're recovering from a crack addiction. Um, Everyone's got something to learn from everyone. Yeah, very true. That's always that's something I keep in my brain too. When you meet someone, they got something you don't know that they could share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. right. During my free time, I am. I'm writing, or yeah, I'm writing. I'm watching MMA on the ESPN Plus app or UFC Fight Pass. Mm-hmm. I've been watching some wrestling on the WWE Network. But man, most of the time, I am writing. Um, I do. I I've been working out quite a bit. I like I like working out. Working out to me is very much a mental thing as it yeah. is a physical thing. Oh yeah. So it's come to the point where if I'm feeling, you know, those days where you just had a long week, you're working long hours, tired. The gym is a nice release in my free time. It's yeah. really nice and it feels good. And you sleep like a baby too. You know. Yep. Love the gym. Wish I made a little more time for it with my current work schedule and being in a few classes and trying to make hip hop music. It's a little tough, but I try to do that as much as I can. Primarily, I write a lot of raps. Nice. Some raps the world will never fucking see. Right. I got under my bed at home, man. I have a shoebox, an, an Adidas shoebox with about, I don't know, 200 pieces of paper. Um, I write things on my phone when I'm at work or on a commute, um, things like that. But then I try to put it to paper. Pat Williams, shout out Pat Williams. Hey. Uh, he uh, told me. I think he sent me a snap two years ago, Pat Williams' Vision in the Rhythm. But he sent me a snap a couple years ago about like him putting pen to paper, and he was writing lyrics. And I was like, damn, I haven't done that in a while. I'm yeah. way too dependent on this fucking yeah. whack Dude, thing. I, j- I want to cut you off, but no, yesterday I, I wrote a whole bar, like 16 bars. And it didn't get saved in my notes, and today I go back to rap it. I'm like, where the fuck did uh. my lyrics go? And I literally, before I was going to my parents, and I was like, I'm just going to take a couple more laps around Orland Park f- so I could finish this thing, and I just wasted gas and time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you couldn't find it? Nope, it's gone. Dude. Because I, I never got saved. But, like, the Fuck. pen to paper thing is What so do you use? Notes? Just the notes app. But my phone is at this point where it's shutting down apps because it's so full, you know? Yeah. So it's man, like, I hate to shamelessly plug a big tech product, but, man, these Google Pixels, all of my notes on my phone are straight Google really? integrated. Okay. Anything I type into my notes app is saved to my Google Drive uh, instantly. I log on my computer and go to Google Drive and click Pixel 2 Notes. Everything I've ever typed in my phone is there. That's good to know. I could break this phone right now and have all my fucking notes and all my reps on my computer. That's good to know. And man, Google phones are the wave. I'm about to go buy the Pixel 4 tomorrow. Mm. It's 400 400 it's 349 bucks. It's 400 bucks with taxes. Too, not too bad. It's 400 bucks for a smartphone with with the best camera for that price. It's yeah. pretty much the iPhone 12's camera, just slightly worse. Yeah. I'm, I'm slightly, slightly worse. Yeah. It's amazing camera quality. Yeah. Um, and it's 400 bucks, dude. You know, it's That's great. That's not bad. Phone. This was I like, I think, 700 or 800 bucks. See, my thing is this. I love it. I have, I have stock in Apple, you know. Like, I believe in Apple. I like how they uh, block the back door from the FBI for, for their people mm-hmm. so the FBI can't just be going into shit for no reason to, you know, drug dealers and stuff like that. I respect Apple. It's just secure. But I feel like they're going to be obsolete. I think iPhones might be obsolete by 2035. I, I have a weird feeling. Um, they're not innovating as much as other phones are. Mm. Um, they're not innovating that much at all other than the camera. Uh, my pops had me uh, do some crypto stuff on his phone the other day. And I uh, opened up an account for him on one of those crypto apps. And I was looking and I was trying to multitask on the iPhone. And I was like, wait, why isn't that? Why can't I have two things here? And he's yeah. like, you don't do that. I'm like, what do you mean? It's 2021. You have yeah. you paid 1,200 bucks for that phone. 
you can't multitask on your smartphone. Damn. And he was like, no. And I was like, wow, all right. I'm gonna so you can on that. Yeah, you can have three things. I know you can on the iPad. But okay. Not, I guess yeah, not on the you phone. You can have three different things open at once on Google, man. Damn. It's pretty much a PC in your pocket. It's 400 bucks. Damn. I'm all about saving money, man. I'm on that <laughs> save money militia stuff, you know. But if you're a creative iPhone and you have Macs everywhere, Airdrops. you need the iPhone Airdrops. for your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was on Photoshop and Illustrator every day and if I was painting stuff and if I had a podcast and uh, – kicking Instagram page like you have with very good marketing and branding, I'd probably want an iPhone to go along with my MacBooks, you know? Yeah, it helps with the, the airdrop. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I could live anywhere outside of America, it would be? Now, when you say live, do you mean like long-term? Long-term living, or is this? I I, let's just say a year. Okay, so Lisbon, Portugal. Okay. I have my eyes set on that place. Linked up with a homie, uh, a new friend a couple weeks ago, and he told me about He's one of those guys that travels to a lot of places. Yeah. He told me about some fascinating places visited, man. You know, you know Vietnam, you know, Thailand, um, et cetera. Some really poor countries, too. Lisbon, Portugal is in the EU. I'm an Irish citizen. I have an Irish residency or an EU residency. So I can go to the EU and get a resident card, like, within a month. Cool. So I think I would live in Lisbon. If you don't know, know about Lisbon, it's... It's capitalist, but it's a very simple, collective life, amazing food, little uh, cute little streets, very narrow roads, cute roads looking like you're in New Orleans with like Bourbon Street style, like super close, cozy vibe, really good food. And the biggest thing, I've watched some Anthony Bourdain shows on Lisbon and some shows on Netflix about Lisbon, but uh, people talk to each other. Yeah. Humans aren't scared of each other. You know, I was telling you about my neighbor earlier today. He, like, freaked out on me because I was walking my dog, and he yeah. thought I wasn't going to pick up my dog's business, and I was. In Lisbon, there's not that standoffish, you know, got to mm -hmm. compete with my neighbor. They speak Spanish over there, right? speak Portuguese and English. Portuguese, that's right. Portugal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Spanish. Yeah. They speak Spanish, Portuguese, and English. Yeah. Um, but this, Lisbon has become a immigrant. There's a lot of different Europeans that go there. Mexicans go there, Spaniards cool. go there, Americans go there. It's melting pot. Yeah, it's kind of tourist uh, based on tourist money. Mm. But if I had a cushion of income, if I had a good amount of money, and if I was like, "Hey, man, fuck work, I'm just gonna go somewhere for a year," it'd probably be Lisbon. Okay, I think uh, it's a simple life, man. It's people nice to each other. Drugs are decriminalized, and the crime rate is virtually minimal. Yeah, they get like two, they get like one stabbing a year, a couple pickpocketings a month. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm going to have to check it out. My DNA yeah. test came back and said I was a little bit of a Portuguese. Hell yeah, dude. In your yeah. free time, go on Google and type in crime rate, Lisbon, Portugal. I will. And then pull it up next to Chicago. Okay. <laughs> when, I, when I'm editing this podcast, when I get to this point, I'll, I'll Google yeah. it right there. Lisbon's fascinating, bro. I'll send you uh, something from Netflix. On, uh, it's on Hulu. Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations I, on I Lisbon. Know show. Okay. Pretty good episode, man. Very. Fa I love travel shows, man. That's one thing I've been doing lately with my free time, watching a lot of travel shows. Yeah? Traveling is knowledge, dude. I'm jealous you got to go to uh, Cancun. Are you still planning on going to Colombia? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you should, man. Definitely. You should let me know when you're going. I might have to tag along. Definitely dude. plan on going. I think my second trip to Colombia, anybody and everybody can come with. Because the first one will be intense. And I haven't talked about it on my podcast at all. I definitely want to have like a segment yeah. where someone sits down and talks to me about it. Yeah. But uh, First time I go to Colombia, I'll meet my birth parents or my birth mom, my birth sister. That's my huge. Uncles and my aunts, all the primos, like everybody. Like, yeah, man. I'm very. Uh, that will be probably the most surreal, surreal thing in my. You better cry, life. dude. I will cry. Hell yeah, <laughs> I will cry. For That's sure. cool, man. No, good for you, cry. dude. That's awesome. That's yeah. probably. Uh, I saw your Facebook post when you found your mom, your biological mother. I was like, yeah, dude, I got like goosebumps, bro. I, yeah. like, I can't imagine that feeling. Like, Every bro. time I watch that video, too, I, I like get sent back into that yeah. moment it's insane it's terrific man i'm glad you uh have a good support system with your uh adopted family yeah and you know i'm sure they're like more than encouraging you to go and you know right. meet up with your ancestral you know ancestral dna parents or oh mom. yeah it's huge you know i feel like that's a big part of life that's you are a product of that you know you are your mom you know like oh, you know, i'm half I of have, her i have tendencies of my mother like no business and i haven't seen my mom in a few years but mm. my tendencies reflect her you know you could talk to me and you can go talk to my mom and you go oh that's your son yeah you know definitely you know it's probably gonna be the same way with you it's insane i literally just came to terms with i'm never gonna know my birth father because i think i mean from my adoption papers it said that my mother had me like my birth father was married to somebody else i believe 
So I, th- I might be a bastard. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. am a bastard. So right. literally last night, I was literally sitting in my bed, no, two nights ago, and I was like, I just said it out loud like 10 times so I could like begin to integrate it into my reality. I'm like, yeah. I will never know my birth father. And I said it in all the different like ways energy could like mm-hmm. like process it for me. I'm like, I will never know my birth father. I will never know my birth father. And it was just like, it makes me think, what do I carry on through him? But it also shows if he did know about me, like if he knew that I, my mom was pregnant with me and he left, that shows his character. That yeah. shows his morals. Shows what I have to cut off in my life. Yeah, man. So that's like, I've been I've been starting to this process of acknowledging that mystery. Yeah. That's embedded in me, you know. Yeah, man. No doubt. There's a good song I'm gonna show you. Uh, maybe after the podcast. Headlights by Eminem. Okay. I'm sure a lot of people listen to this podcast and know that song. It's one of my favorite Eminem songs of all time. It's about, uh, you know, just him coming to grips with the fact that he does not ever need his father's mm. recognition. Okay. Um, and it's a beauty. The way he, 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 the whole song is about him telling his mom, I'm sorry for all those mean things I said about you 15 years ago, talking about killing you on songs. Oh, yeah. And he apologized to his mom on this new song called Headlights. Yeah. Apologized to his mom, asked his mom for forgiveness, and then said, like, now that I think about it, you were, were far from perfect, but at least you were there. You know, True. the guy that walked out on you was not there. Room. Um. So it's kind of you know Eminem was finally starting to count his blessings, yeah. and not his wounds. Yeah. Which is a big. Uh, that's what I just said right there is like a big staple of my brand right now. Mm-hmm. Counting blessings, not wounds. I was gonna name my EP that, and I was like, "There's no EP. I'm just gonna drop music and be me. I don't want no structure. Yeah. I don't want no. You know, I just like music, man. I'm an artist, but I might uh release some clothing. There you go. Counting blessings, not wounds. There you go. I like but that. Yeah. Um. You know, mad, mad props to you for going. You had to you had to find her yourself. You know, you had to do the yeah. research. You had to do a lot of research. You had to get pay for those services that helped you find exact, you know, things, that DNA and things like that. Colombia is a big part of your heritage, man. It's a big part of your life. You should definitely go there, dude. On oh, your yeah. second trip, I would love to go with Colombian woman. Oh, they got my heart. <laughs> Always. Anybody that's listening to this right now, too, if you want to go, let me know. We'll get a big Airbnb. Oh, we'll fucking party. Yeah, the more people that can speak Spanish, the better. I'm trying to learn some Spanish, man. I work really? at Midway now. I work at Midway Airport. Ah. Shout out Chicago. A lot of Spanish-speaking people. Yes. And a lot of passengers automatically assume I speak Spanish because I'm brown. You know, there's some words I say, like when I tell them to go upstairs to get their ticketing, their boarding pass, arriba, you know. Arriba. You know? Um, but Spanish is something I should know. I should know it. Chicago's so man. I eat amazing Mexican yeah. food damn near every fucking day after work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I should be able to speak a good amount of Spanish. Yeah, when I went to Cancun, uh, I honestly only sat at the bar to with like I sat at the bar every night with my dictionary, Spanish dictionary, my notebook, and like the waiters sat there and taught me so much. Oh yeah, and just two nights of just doing that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Cancun's. I'm definitely going to Mexico sometime. I'm thinking about like December. I'd love to go to Mexico, Tulum or uh, mm-hmm. Playa del Carmen, something like that. Nice. But yeah, man, I definitely want to get a little. Just want to get a little different glimpse of something. You know, mm-hmm. something a little different. I would love to go to that like Mexico, Mexico, like Guadalajara. But man, this should be a little crazy over there. If it I go over there, I want to go there with a the homie that's like fully Mexican. Yeah. That can speak Spanish, and that's not afraid to do some wild shit if we <laughs> have to. Yeah. True. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, kind of like a wild bio west down If we got to pull out a gun and shoot someone that's trying to kidnap us, we're going to have to fucking do that, you know? Yeah. That's the kind of that's what you got to do. If you're about to get kidnapped, you're about to get kidnapped. You got to think quick. I have some wild scenarios, nothing like that, but I have wild scenarios, man. I could, we could have a whole podcast about my experience doing Uber and Lyft rides in the city of Chicago. Holy hell, dude. Yeah. I've seen some shit. I'm, I know how to act fast. To get around in Chicago, you got to act fast. I have my buddy, one of my buddies, I'm not going to say his name, but you know him. Lives in, lives in the city, lives in Pilsen. He almost got, uh, he got held at gunpoint a couple weeks ago. At the same time, driving to work, right by the Illinois Medical District, Congress and Damon, or Congress and Ashland. Um, and he got, you know, his car got stuck in the snow, and he had to get the shovel and start shoveling out. Someone pulled up to him with, with the Glock next, you know, right next to him. My buddy acted fast, you know, hopped over his hood, hid behind his own hood, waited 10 seconds, and the car took off. Because it was like 6 a.m. There's Jeez. people everywhere. This fucking happened at 6 a.m. Yeah. So... You got to act fast, you know. People get themselves in situations, they don't act fast. I saw that viral video of that douchebag lady who was like, coughing on the Uber driver and like not wearing a mask. Yeah, mm-hmm. some girl and her friends were like shitting on some Uber driver because of his mask policy and they like took uh, it off. They were coughing on him. Okay. 
totally just being terrible human beings. Yeah. And this guy, like, you know, I felt bad for him. I'm like, dude, act quick, bro. Get, use your man voice. Yeah. Say, get the fuck out of my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, get the fuck out of my car. Something like that. Mm. Pull up next to a cop, you know. Drive right to a cop and be like, hey, officer, I'm getting harassed. Hate crime. Please get him out of my car. That cop will be happy to help you. Yeah. You know, that guy wasn't really thinking fast. And you seem like the victim. But it's like, you don't got to be the victim, bro. Yeah. You can get yourself out of situations in life. You can totally get yourself out of situations. Granted, there's some situations you can't get yourself out of, you know? Yeah. I agree with, like, because I went to school downtown for three years. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of nights when I was just down there either partying or traveling by the CTA and stuff. And you learn how to not, like have headphones on at certain times or, like, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. If you see people smoking on the one end of the, the CTA, you probably should move cars because oh you don't yeah. know what they're smoking. There's piss flying around everywhere. Like, Dude, yeah. Here's mm. some areas with Literally, people that bro. are, like, living off the land, but it's the city land. And, like, those laws are different. From oh, there, yeah, so different. You got to be awareness, man. Like you just said, you pretty much just said awareness. You know, that's yeah. the main thing. Whenever I chill in my homies' cribs in, in, uh, in Pilsen, I'll stay there until like 3 a.m. I'll be playing like FIFA or like MLB till like 3 a.m. And then I'll leave. Walk into my car. Sometimes I park, you know, four blocks away. And, you know, I'll literally be walking to my car at 3 a.m., walking backwards, yeah. looking behind me, yeah. and then looking back over, and then looking back over, and then looking behind me again. Because that's how you be aware. Yeah, you never know. No one can flank you if you're fucking looking at them. You honestly never know. And luckily, we're dudes, too. Like, we yeah, could, like, puff true. out our chest and, like, walk where we look confident. Yeah, true, but true. There's been, I know, there's. Scary word out world out there for yeah, women. It's terrifying, man. I'm gonna start the cameras again. Sure. Um, my weapon of choice during a zombie apocalypse would be. Oh shit! And you get like unlimited ammo, and it will never break. And actually, yesterday's podcast or two days podcast ago, he brought up a good point. You can choose one weapon and then also one mode of transportation. Oh damn! Okay, so I'm gonna have to go with. <sighs> if I could carry it. If I could carry it, and if I have the, the wherewithal to carry this yeah. thing and have the strength to carry this thing, yeah. an M249 uh, light machine gun. Okay. It's fucking... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have an, true. Yeah, an M249 light machine gun um, mounted to a uh, like a doom buggy type ATV that's got <laughs> windows on the side so wow. zombies can't get inside. You know, okay. barricaded up. I play a lot of Grand Theft Auto, man. I get a lot. Yeah. I should have answered my question, my earlier question. With free time, I do play a lot of GTA still. Not okay. going to lie. I don't think GTA causes violence in the youth. Mm-hmm. I think there's other entities that lead to that. Definitely. Um, but... Yeah, uh, definitely the M249. Maybe a machete if I'm feeling ballsy. Mm-hmm. If there was a zombie apocalypse, can I be real right now? If there was a zombie apocalypse, I would do a bunch of PCP, and I would fucking just go crazy with a fucking gun and kill everybody, dude. <laughs> All the zombies, bro. Because ain't no zombie terrifying me on PCP. Yeah. If I'm on PCP, a zombie's not going to scare me. You're going to need a couple zombies to fucking scare me on PCP. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they see you coming, they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna fucking see me. On P- they're gonna see as AK on PCP, and they're gonna fucking back up. Like, You're oh, gonna be rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's a sight to be seen. That'd be a good music video. Oh wow, yeah. Um, man. My spirit animal is my spirit animal, like human being. Yeah, you or like your spirit animal. My spirit animal in the form of an animal, or in the form of like, do you mean like an, my actual spirit I mean, animal? Or do you just mean because sometimes I say like my spirit animal is a human being. Yeah, you could say that too. Why not? But, if but you, you mean can't in think terms of an animal. animal. Yeah. Okay. Oh damn. Because um, I'm the animal guy. You know, like I am. Yeah, yeah. You love animals. Yeah. That's a good. Tr- that's yeah. Spirit animal, human too. Kangaroos are fucking awesome, dude. That's cool. Marsupial, right? With the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like kangaroos. They got like. Personalities, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you walk Super up to you and start boxing your ass. Yeah, <laughs> their tail could just lift them. And just kick yeah, you. I'm gonna have to say kangaroos. Um, I would say lion, because lions are badass. They're beautiful animals. But man, they get fucking poached left and right now. Like, there's yeah. so many tr- people in Africa that are poaching lions for leisure. And like, and farm- I get it, farming them too. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's their trade, man. We all got dark. America's not no saint. We have a lot of our own fucking demons with black markets. Yeah. That's their black market. That's what they, they take advantage of their land. It's sad. It's terrible. It's reality. But probably say a lion. A lion or a kangaroo. Wow. Um, starfish are pretty cool. Interesting. That's a new one. Starfish are pretty cool, man. They're really important for the ecosystem, too, I believe. They're very vital to the ecosystem. Yeah. Wow. Starfish. Okay, good but to know. But, yeah, I think I'm going to have to say starfish or a uh, kangaroo. Final, final answer. Those are good answers right there. Unheard of before. 
If you were stuck on an island, what would be three albums you would bring with you? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye West. Um, whew. Damn, that's a good question. The first one is Fantasy for sure. Probably the greatest album of all time. Um, man, the Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix Experience, 1969 Fillmore East live album. Okay. That shit smacks. Slaps, rather. Uh, probably some System of a Down, man. Probably, uh, no, there's too many albums. It's hard to choose which one. Because the problem is System's got albums where there's like amazing songs in all of them. A few amazing songs on each one. But for complete work of art, like I can't say any Pac albums because same with Pac. There's certain, he doesn't have one album that I love the most. Yeah. A bunch of songs. Kanye's one of the only artists that has an album where I'm like, yo, front to back, this shit's a heat. Nice. Um, my third is going to have to be, I'm going to have to reflect on this for a moment. No Unfreeze or Jams or anything like no, that? No, because the same thing. with Those are just for the jams, man. Unfreeze yeah. is an awesome band. I love them. One of my favorite bands of all time, but that's yeah. just a party. Yeah. Um, they have amazing albums, though. But that's more Oh, Pulse, live album, Pink Floyd, done. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Nice. All right, Pulse, cool. Uh, Hendrix, 69, and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye West. Those are my answers. Wow. All right. Yeah, I do a lot of psychedelics. That's okay. That's good. Last podcast was uh, Spades was uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Grateful Dead. I forget what his third one was. Acceptable. But yeah, good answers, Kind of the same, like... Yeah, good answers. Shout out Spades. It was a live Grateful Dead album, too. Yeah, those are the best. You know, those are the most... You know, Grateful Dead, I love them, but their studio albums aren't the most pristine. Mm -hmm. Their live albums are where you can feel that. You can hear the crowd. You can hear them. You know, you can hear their... They're errors, which make mm -hmm. them human, which makes it sound so much more real, you know. When I'm focusing hardcore on designing or any type of creation painting, I put on, like, a live set. I put on live John Butler so I can hear the people, like, the hippies be like, oh, yeah. yeah like, and, like, Let me ask a question for you. Go for it. Same, you know, type of thing. Simple question. Floyd or Zeppelin? Fuck. If you were to ask me that when I was younger, first, like, stoner, Pink Floyd. Okay. But these later years of my life, the Zeppelin just, like, strikes some chords in me that are just so like emotionally like oh yeah respect yeah. good answer fucking it's a pretty good answer yeah. that's intense though because i love physical physical graffiti that one album by led zeppelin front to back for me is just like okay so you're, you're a zeppelin guy perfect yeah. but i still love pink floyd like pink floyd's my foundation but i think i would honestly probably have to go with led zeppelin just because they do go they span the spectrum from like psychedelic to like twangy rock, like acoustic Heav rock. heavier rock too. Yeah. Zeppelin can do some heavy shit, man. Ze right. Zeppelin's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, they definitely. Jimmy Page is a pioneer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, heavy chords, heavy yeah. chord progression. That was a hard one. Yeah, that's really hard. Cause yeah, Pink Floyd it doesn't hit every time. Like sometimes it's like, all right, it's Pink Floyd. I don't have to listen to this right now. But yeah. Led Zeppelin, every time it comes out, I'm like, dun -na 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 -na. I feel you. Dun -dun -na 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 -na. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Brawny Ura was dope. In the light. Yeah. The whole physical graffiti album just like makes me cry. That's a good answer, dude. That's definitely um, a good answer. Would you, would you take physical graffiti with you on an island if you had to? If you had to pick three? What's your three, John? <laughs> I didn't even think of any <laughs> Three albums? Because I'd probably have to do one instrumental so I could just have my own headspace while I think to it. Smart. That's kind of why I chose um, the Jimi Hendrix thing. Because mm -hmm. even there is lyrics on that. But Jimi, like... Let's be honest, I don't listen to Jimmy for his lyrics and his singing. I don't mm -hmm. think Jimmy's that good of a singer at all. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, though, mm -hmm. that dude can sing and play the guitar. But Jimmy's just a pioneer, the trailblazer. Those bluesy, psychedelic bluesy chords he's playing, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. So I like that for the whole instrumental approach. Mm. Honestly, I feel like just because we were talking about it, physical graffiti is in the forefront of my mind. Honestly, I might have to do some type of Brother Ali album because that will give me my hip-hop plus spiritual stuff. So, yeah, physical graffiti, a Brother Ali album, which I hope that I can think of by the time I give my third answer. But then a third one, like some type of like, it might be Bonobo. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, Bonobo Familiar. has like... I've seen him at North Coast before or some festival. Maybe. I went somewhere and saw Bonobo. He's got one DJ album. Set. I think the album is Migrations. And okay. it like has, it's like my shadow work album. Like if I'm like going through something and I want to feel my emotions. Yeah. I turn on migrations and it helps me get through some shit. Good answer, dude. Yeah. Um, that was that was hard. That was 
damn, now I know how it feels. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is, you've shared about what you do. You've shared your little like would you rathers and what you do in your daily life. Yes, sir. What's yes, sir. next for you? This is like the end of the podcast. <coughs> you get to plug anything you want, like, or anybody you want to collaborate with. If people want to collaborate with you, if you're throwing events and you're looking for things or like yeah. whatever you want to talk about. Sure. Um, I'm working on booking an event in Crestwood, Illinois, probably June, the way it's looking. I would do it sooner than that, but I am going to be enjoying my life mm -hmm. because COVID took some live events out of my life. And I'm a big live event guy. I like crowds. I like people. Uh, I'm going to WrestleMania in a couple weeks. I'm going to some Cubs games next month, hopefully. Uh, good old Wrigley Field. I will be doing booking and promoting a show, hip-hop, with some other acts as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe a band or two. Maybe Vision in the Rhythm or Throw Down. Wink, wink. Pat, <laughs> let me know. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to be doing a, another show at Redemption in Crestwood. Promoting it, booking it. It'll be a great time. I'll have more info on that soon. Definitely stay tuned for some more music from me because I'm dropping quite a few songs this year. I have like five that I'm um, ready to drop, already done. I just want to market Thrive a little more because if you haven't heard my most recent song, Thrive, you it's should go well. check it out. What's doing, that? It's doing very well. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. I like it. You should check it out on Spotify, Apple, not Amazon. I don't like Amazon, but if <laughs> you have Amazon, go for it. Uh, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, all that jazz. Thrive by As 8K. Great song. Um, but wait or stay tuned for some more music from me. I'm looking very forward to dropping more music. I'm looking even more forward to performing the music mm. in front of human beings because that stuff's fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, empower yourself. Be nice to people. Um, count your blessings, not your wounds. Nice. I'm going to be uh, probably trademarking that, patenting that phrase. If there I can, you go. If possible. But, you know, definitely count blessings, not wounds. Care about people. Don't be scared to live your life. And we'll get to it soon. I'll yeah. be definitely promoting that show very soon. I'll be, it'll be on all my socials. You can follow me on all social media. Actually, just kidding. I'm banned from Twitter for life. <laughs> Should probably make a new one soon. But Twitter is kind of like the free-for-all shit cesspool, shitstorm of American social media, Yeah. to be honest. Uh, people, no one's got nothing nice, nice to say on there, man. No one's got nothing fucking nice to say on Twitter. Mm. I use Twitter for sports on my burner account. To look at, you know, make parlays for UFC fights, yeah, etc. But Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram as underscore eight K. I am going to be launching a Facebook artist page. I don't think anyone even uses Facebook for that <laughs> reason, but I'll be launching that too. Mainly, contact me and get with me on as eight K. I love talking to people. I love linking up with people, collaborating with people. Any conscious hip hop artists in the Chicago land area, if you know Johnny. If you don't know Johnny, if you happen to stumble upon this video for the hell of it, and if you would like to work, I would love to work. Any female vocal, hip-hop, or just R&B female vocalists out there, if you are serious about your craft, I would love to link up with you and make some music with you. Um, I think females' vocals are the best. I think mm -hmm. they complement hip-hop very well. They complement all music very yeah. well. So I would love to work. Please get in contact with me as underscore 8K. Also, I got to do a little cheap plug. Cheap plug it up. I got to shout out my boy, uh, local pro wrestler in the Chicagoland area. Uh. I got to shout out my boy, Trevor Outlaw. Uh. You can follow him at the Trevor Outlaw on a lot of platforms Move your chest a little bit more well. square to that camera. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, Trevor I'll zoom Outlaw. right in on that. Yeah. Move, move the wire, too. Oh, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, Trevor oh, Outlaw. He's going to be on the podcast one day. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> definitely one of my good buddies. Definitely going to, you know, make some... Some waves in the in the independent he's entertaining, pro dude. World. He's very entertaining. Yeah, he's a prick. I hate yeah. him. But I love him. You know? <laughs> I love his marketing. I love how consistent he is with it, and like he's yeah. in his pocket. It feels like, and yeah. it's crazy because I saw him at uh, I think the Vision and the Rhythm like summer show two years ago, and he, we just had the greatest conversation around the bonfire, me and him one on one yeah. for the first time kind of ever. Oh, yeah, it was man. like he's such a nice guy and so humble and so thoughtful. He's a good dude. So it's funny to see him being this anti-hero in yeah. his realm. Well, you know what? A two he is, he's turned up a notch, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that's definitely, you know, that's pretty much all I got to say. I appreciate this conversation, man. I had a great time talking to you today, dude. Yeah, You have a really nice thing going here. Thanks, bro. Um, felt good seeing someone and being able to talk to them without a fucking mask on. Yeah. 
Um, if you were, if you do wear masks, good for you. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to knock you. I'm not mm-hmm. one of those assholes. Do what you got to do. I do plan on getting the vaccine soon. I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but mm-hmm. I'll probably get a vaccine. I don't know. I don't really overthink it. Yeah. I'm down to do a line of fucking ketamine, bro. I think I can, <laughs> I th- I think I can handle a fucking vaccine. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm sorry for polluting your podcast with some toxicity, <laughs> but you s- I am what you see, you know? Yeah. This is what you get. You literally felt like one of your songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very positive with the twist of fucking grunge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, definitely, I want the world to be better, man. I want people to start thinking about things more advanced, collective. Mm-hmm. This ain't about blue versus red. This ain't about Democrat, Republican. This ain't about saving taxes versus paying taxes. This is about, do you care about your fellow Americans? Do you, fellow, do you care about your fellow human beings? Or do you care about business entities and corporate sovereignty that mm. has nothing to do with you? Right. Um, you should care about the people that you know. You should care about your neighbor. You should care about things that you can relate to on a personal level. Um, that's pretty much it, man. Follow as AK on, on Instagram. Listen to my music. It's good music. I promise you will like my most recent song, Thrive. Check it out. Tight. Hell yeah. And I will second everything he just said. Support local. Think global. It really does start at the roots of your community because you don't know who you're going to inspire. I will link all of his music in the YouTube description, and this one will be on Spotify too, and Apple, and everywhere else. Share it if you can. Share it if you want. Tag me if you share it, please, because I love to see where it goes, and that helps me know who's listening. I want to thank him. Thank you, man. As it was AK a pleasure, dude. Asas Always, man. For coming through. I appreciate Always. you very much. Um, we'll do it again, and if he has a show, I'll promote it. And You'll be there, bro. Yes, I will be there. I'll probably be live painting. As you can see, I got my paintings around me. And thanks for listening if you made it that far. And that is a fucking wrap. Hell yeah. Much love. We're out. (laughs) Let's get it.